Hello everyone and welcome back to Meerkat Musings. I am your host Ben once again for the evening and tonight I am going to be thinking a little bit about the wonderful events of Saturday night and you may be thinking what does it mean the wonderful events of Saturday night? Well I am firstly a big fan of Liverpool Football Club so for me personally Liverpool winning the Champions League and becoming champions of Europe for the sixth time in their history, well, it made things very, very nice, of course. Not so much, perhaps, if you are a member of most of the rest of my family, most of whom support Spurs, who were the team that Liverpool beat in the final. Although, I will say that if if Liverpool had lost, I would not have felt too gutted to lose the Spurs, because... I know it would have made my family, my dad, my brother, my father-in-law, most of my extended family, in fact, it would have made them very, very happy. And I wouldn't have objected to that, although naturally I would rather Liverpool got the win than anyone else did. So, in the end for me, very, very happy. The match itself will not live long in the memory, I think that's fair to say. Uh, As a matter of fact, I've already kind of half forgotten the game itself it was by the standards of both Liverpool and Spurs a poor game we can't deny that anyone who watched the game would agree neither side paid particularly well Liverpool for their part they had a habit of giving the ball away very very cheaply normally Liverpool are quite composed on the ball uh, quite good in possession and for whatever reason this time uh, just seemed to have a habit of giving the ball away very, very, very easily. So Liverpool, as I say, poor perhaps in terms of possession and lacking a bit of tempo as well. Although, ironically enough, Liverpool took the lead very early on due to a penalty. The penalty itself was actually awarded after about 25 seconds, although by the time they kind of checked things out on the new VAR system, uh, it wasn't actually converted into a goal, shall we say, uh, by Mo Salah for about sort of another couple of minutes. But Liverpool nonetheless took a very early lead and after that they proceeded to give the ball away to Spurs on nearly every occasion. Which is unlike Liverpool, for one thing, they tend to hold on to the ball quite well. Liverpool play quite an intense pressing game uh, for the most part. And none of that really materialised in the final against Spurs. And it was always risky because one of the things about Tottenham, they do have players who are very much capable of keeping the ball and who are very much capable of unlocking defences. So for whatever reason, Liverpool couldn't keep the ball and were potentially gifting Spurs the incentive to really press forward. But Spurs, although they enjoyed the majority of the possession, I think over the course of the game, Spurs had something like thirty, uh, sorry, sixty-five percent possession, which is usually the mark of a dominant team. Spurs, for their part, they lacked any kind of meaningful penetrating power in that final part of the pitch. They would go forward, pass the ball around a bit, and then the move would just kind of fade away as it were and then Liverpool would get the ball back briefly give it away again and rinse and repeat throughout the course of the entire game was it a case of nerves 
was it a case perhaps that both sides were a little bit nervous? From Liverpool's point of view, they were beaten finalists in the Champions League the season before. Uh, suddenly back in the final again at the end of a long season. A season where you might feel that Liverpool deserved the trophy, but of course there were no guarantees in football. Spurs, their very first appearance in the Champions League final. And you also had two teams that were maybe a bit rusty. Neither team had played a competitive fixture since uh, I think that ran about the 11th and 12th of May or thereabouts. So about three weeks worth of of not really having a meaningful match to play. You also had some players in both teams who weren't fully fit. Harry Kane was perhaps a little bit rusty because of that. Uh, Roberto Firmino for Liverpool uh, perhaps not fully fit either. So it was a kind of a cagey contest where one team couldn't keep the ball and the other team couldn't use the ball effectively. And uh, that was my phone doing something uh, midway through this, which is always rather annoying. Um, so yeah, so as a spectacle, it was a poor game. Neither team played particularly great football. There's no denying that. Uh, both sides were, were quite poor in many respects, as I say. Liverpool not keeping the ball, not playing their usual high-intensity, high-tempo game. Spurs lacking the killer final ball. Players like Deli Alli, um, Eriksen, Son, none of them really sort of clicking. Harry Kane noticeably below par. And so Liverpool had the early lead. And half-time came and went. And things kind of... As I say, for, for well, really the first half it was over with and it was just poor. And the second half began in more or less the same vein, really. And again, Liverpool kept conceding the ball. I had hoped that the second half would bring a better performance from both teams, but it was just a case of the same again. And there were one or two moments, particularly as the game drew closer to its conclusion when Spurs began to play with more urgency. And consequently, Liverpool began to have more chances on the break. But even so, nothing was particularly clear-cut. And then came the substitutions, with Liverpool replacing Firmino with Divock Origi, who was the hero against Barcelona, or one of the heroes against Barcelona, uh, in the semi-final comeback at Anfield. And Spurs replaced Harry Kane with their own hero, uh, Lucas Moura, who scored a hat-trick against Ajax in the second leg of their semi-final to put Spurs through into the final. And you began to think, well, here are the two players that in the last set of matches in the Champions League made the difference. The ones who perhaps would have the energy and the tempo. History was there for the taking. For Spurs, they get an equaliser. You might fancy them to go in and win it. Uh, for Liverpool, if they can get a second goal, then perhaps they can kill the game stone dead. And then with the game still actually more or less following the same pattern as before. So despite the substitutions, nothing really substantially changing, albeit perhaps one or two better chances for both sides. Liverpool managed to get themselves in a position on the, on the right-hand side of the pitch to uh, get the ball into the box. It bounced around a little bit, a couple of uh, swipes at the ball, and then the ball found its way to Origi. Uh, on the 
left-hand side of the goal, and he did what he needed to do with only his third shot of the Champions League campaign. He scored his third goal. Uh, across the keeper, into the bottom right-hand corner, the kind of shot goalkeepers hate, because it's along the floor, it's kind of stretching across them, and it's, as I say, the sort of thing that they absolutely hate. Uh, they have to somehow try and get down quickly, make themselves longer than they normally can. But um, Lloris in goal for Spurs couldn't do it. Back of the net, 2 0 Liverpool. And that kind of took the sting out of Spurs at that point. And Liverpool just saw out the rest of the game reasonably comfortably. Boring game. It felt boring to narrate the game just now. But in the end, I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, it's a results game. Football's a results game. And you want to be entertained? Of course you do. At the end of the day, you want trophies more. From my point of view, if Liverpool can win the league next season playing breathtaking football, great. If they won the league by winning every game 1-0 and it was a boring, boring season from their point of view, I wouldn't care. Because if you can win the league playing boring or playing great, the end result at the end of the day is you've still won the league. Uh, same with the Champions League final. Whether it's breathtaking or not, I don't care. The important thing is we had our hands on that trophy for the sixth time, which is absolutely incredible. A really remarkable achievement. So where does this leave the, the season in terms of you know, reflecting back upon the 2018-2019 the season? As a Liverpool fan, I would give the season an A. Uh, I can't give it an A star because we didn't win the league. But we did improve massively from the previous season. You know, we went from being some way off the pace, as it were, to finishing just one point behind Man Z. And when you consider how awesome this Man this Man City side has been over the past couple of seasons, to be within a point of them, to perhaps be a little bit unlucky in some regards, is remarkable. It's been a massive improvement. Uh, in terms of how the club has performed, and we've, we've we've changed our style of play slightly, but maintained a lot of the stuff which helped us so much the season before to improve, and we've made some good signings with the right tweaks. There's no reason whatsoever why we can't go toe to toe with Man City again next season, and if you look at the the quality of the the likely contenders for the title next season, I think we're the only team with a realistic chance of stopping Man City from making a hat-trick of titles. When you look at the other teams who would like to think they can be in the mix, uh, Man United's problems, first with Mourinho and then with Solskjaer. I mean, to be fair to Solskjaer, it's not his fault. He inherited a team that were kind of broken mentally by Mourinho. And although he did briefly turn things around... He also, I think, doesn't have the quality of the squad there that he needs. And United, since you know, Sir Alex has gone, they've just been such an up-and-down team. They've been really off the boil. And it's more than just the manager, although Mourinho didn't help with his strange ideas. And then Solskjaer, relatively inexperienced, he rode the coattails perhaps of of his reputation as a player to get the team to improve. It's only going to go so far, especially in the Premiership. Arsenal and Chelsea have both 
been quite inconsistent this season, especially towards the end of the season when everyone seemed to want to lose. And Spurs... If Spurs make some good signings, then they could move forward quite a bit in terms of how they do in the league. Not necessarily to the point of being title contenders, but they could move themselves clear of that pack of Chelsea, Arsenal and Man United. Uh, Because Spurs, bear in mind they didn't sign anyone um, in the past sort of, I think, couple of transfer windows. They've worked very hard with what they've got to improve. So we could yet see you know, further improvements from them with the right signings. And they could become a more potent side for it. But like I say, from the point of view of a Liverpool fan, an A, an A grade for the season. Just one point behind the champions. An amazing set of performances. Winners of the Champions League. What more can you say? You know, in the end, we've got some silverware, which was richly deserved, I think, for the way in which teams performed all season. And it's one of the best trophies you can win. Champions of Europe, for the sixth time, we are by far and away the most successful English club in Europe. And that's something which is only going to remain the case uh, as time goes by, of course. So we can be very, very proud with everything that we've achieved, both this season domestically and in Europe.